Welcome to Podcast One. We hope you'll support our sponsors who bring you these podcasts absolutely free and with limited interruptions. And of course, we appreciate you listening to this show, which will get started in just a second. Hey guys, it's Caitlin Bristow with Off the Vine. Last year was so great, and I'm kicking off the new year with a bang. I'm adding a mini episode each week. I'm going to answer your questions, take your confessions, and just so much more. So check out new episodes of Off the Vine every Tuesday and the new mini episodes starting Thursday, January 11th, exclusively at podcastone.com and the Podcast One app. Plus, remember to rate and review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps me out. Podcast One presents Starving for Attention with Richard Blaze, an entertaining behind-the-scenes look at the world of food, where you'll hear from anyone and everyone from the culinary industry, including restaurateurs, TV hosts, celebrity chefs, producers of your favorite cooking shows, and many more. Now, here's your host, Richard Blaze. Hey everyone, welcome to Starving for Attention. I'm Richard Blaze. I'm here with Jasmine Blaze. Uh, this is going to be a, a big uh, episode, big fun episode. One of our, I always say one of my favorite people, but I know that this is one of our yeah. favorite people. Yeah, for sure. Carla Hall. Yeah, she's boss. The Carla Hall from The Chew. She's boss. I've loved her forever, I'll be honest. She's, like forever she's and ever. spiritual. <laughs> um... There's something, uh, there is, there's like a, um, you sort of get drawn to Carla. Yeah, she's I don't sort know if of it's spiritual, but she is, um, she is a force like for sure. And, um, you, she's amazing energy and she's radiant and she draws you in and like, she's awesome. You and kind of don't too. believe it. And we get into it in the podcast. So we already recorded the interview, yeah. uh, in New York a couple of days ago, um, you haven't heard it, really. No, no, um, no I haven't listened. You know, we, we talked about it. Like, yeah. And I think it's kind of better. Let's hear your impressions of the interview and I'll ask you questions. <laughs> I kind of just echoing what we're saying. Like, right. she's inspirational. Absolutely. Um, you know, I mean, I, you know, one of my favorite quotes is that she's the most uh, successful person to come from Top Chef. Yeah. I firmly believe that. Yeah, I mean, me too. of course, like success is relative <laughs> and you can, you know, oh, what, what about Michelin uh, sure, stars and restaurants right. and money or whatever? No, but like she's yeah. she's she's hosting a network television right. show. Yeah. She's like dancing on Broadway. She's got had scenes in movies. She's doing all sorts of things. Like she's living her best life. Like I love that sort of term. Totally. Yes. She, and she is actually doing that. Yeah. Um, like she was doing some Does she challenge. feel like that? Does she does she say that? Yeah. Like I'm probably quoting. Like you know, you? the, the interview is yeah. pretty fresh in my head like she's taking it full advantage of just like life's experiences we talked about this um in the in the pre uh meeting that we did about the carla hall podcast and we talked about um you know she's she's just doing all kinds of things right like you said broadway and movies and and just pushing the boundaries of of who she is and what she does and like that's just so motivational I think and inspirational, you know, for someone that, you know, seemingly looking at her, she's got a pretty good gig, you know, she could, she can just do the chew and like no one would fault her for just doing that, you know, because it's not just, it's a, you know, four day a week hustle and grind. Right. But she pushes, right. She, she pushes. Right. She takes, she takes advantage of it where like she, again, like you're saying, she doesn't really have to. Right. Right. 
Um, no, and some of these things, oh, too, is like, it's hard. Like, I mean, she does have like a modeling and sort of dance background, but like, right. um, you have to really want to have the life experience to be a part of the Lion King ensemble to Absolutely. get up there and do it, right. to have a small role in a movie, right. to go, you know, do voiceover stuff. I think she did something with the Rockettes too. Why do I remember that? I she's feel like a, I remember that from her. Uh, we didn't, the Instagram. Rockettes never came up, but like she's, again, she's been in a couple of movies. She's done voiceover stuff. Right. Um, you know, she's literally every day meeting A-list celebrities. Celebrities, of right. course, because yeah, yeah, of, of course. Uh, the chew, but she's hanging out with them and she's like, she's, she doesn't have to, I think she's, uh, you know, uh, her and Matthew, her husband are like awesome people that yeah. I think also, you know, uh, you could see them just staying home and having a nice candlelight dinner, but like, and, and like enjoying that every single day, sure. but, um, she's going for it. She's yeah. going, she's going big. And it was kind of amazing to sort of hang out with her. She invited me to our house. Right. Which probably is a first for uh, <laughs> starving for pod. It is, it's definitely not for a, you, but you know. No, but pretty, I mean, it's the first for starving for pod. Um, and I got it. It was really cool. Cause it was really just her and I, Yeah. and you got this sort of like tea with Carla Hall sort of sense. Yeah. Like we had fun. Yeah, yeah. The energy was great, That's but great. it was also like, we're just sitting Sit on the down. couch. She was in a boot. Yeah. She, right. Yeah. She hurt her foot. Right. She like um, did Lion King with like a broken foot, I think. Right. I'm pretty sure. Something I th- like she that. was Fractured. a bird, a, a, I think a uh, avian yeah, creature. Yeah. yeah. Um, but just truly amazing. I mean, I, I love talking to her because, again, I, I am not one of these chefs who's like, oh, you're a TV person. You know, you're not even a, a chef anymore. I would trade places with Carla right. in that position yeah, like <laughs> some, yesterday. Yeah. Um, so like all of that knowledge that she's gained from, you know, whatever it is, 1500 episodes of yeah. Chew right. is kind of amazing. And also to, to see, you know, again, to be on that same sort of timeline. Yeah. You know, like, oh, we, we both were on Top Chef similar seasons we came back did all stars she and was then what season five, five right, right. After so you, like right? we're yeah. a very yeah, similar sort right. of road yeah neck neck um, right and she just blew it up yeah just crushed it yeah. and and she deservedly though i mean like i mean you won't find a, a better better person out there i mean I, <laughs> I challenge you you know i mean she's she's awesome right um and so we had a good time so i, we, I you know <laughs> the, the sad thing about it is there are times when i'm on the road and we're doing the podcast i'm always sad that you're not around for yeah. all of it oh yeah i was sad but for one. this one i know me too it's um, a bummer. so you're gonna hear me in the podcast a couple of times say like well the next episode is just gonna be her family our family and like just dinner i think that's the dinner yeah. episode okay um and we just turn the mic on and let the Perfect. kids hang out and like matthew's a yo- teaching yoga right yeah. now and yeah, like yeah. so there's just a lot of yeah we really, talked in aspen we got we we caught up you guys are close. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, when he comes and goes on social media, so I lose him for a while. And then, right. And then he comes back. So. You're homies. But he's like that. <laughs> like, I asked, like, oh, I want, I want to send people to Matthew's social media. And, and Carlos like, oh, he's done with social media now. Yeah. And, like, it's just like to be able to, I, like, even that is just, like, a baller thing to be able to say. Yeah. They're um, awesome. And, you know, again, they're, they're living in D.C. and New York. Just lots of com- right. a complex. Does she, and, and I'm sure she talks about she commute back then on the weekends. Is that? Yeah. And, again, I don't know the specifics of it, but it's yeah. a it's a back and forth thing and sort yeah. of, um, you know, uh, absence makes the, you know, the heart grow fonder um, sure. sort of situation. Um, but you guys uh, climbed a bunch of stairs. Oh, yeah. I you saw, saw the Instagram videos. Yeah. Instagram, so yeah. Uh, maybe we'll I'll th- throw them back up on the stories uh, today. Um but yeah, she's doing some sort of like new year, new you sort of thing where, and she's in a boot. So she, right. her physical challenge for the chew is to climb 17 flights of stairs. And is that just in her to building. like continue to get some sort of motion? Because it's a heart she's got her foot It's, it's just like a fitness thing. I don't yeah. think it is specific for the boot. 
okay. I just think it's something that she's doing. Huh. I feel I had already walked like 11 miles that day and I was in super tight jeans. <laughs> I fell going up the steps and it was tough and I was in boots. So, and I had a backpack on. Right. So it was kind of tough. Like even yeah, just 17 you're like flights. Fire, fireman training. Exactly. Right. Um, it was tougher than I thought because I, I pride myself on being some sort of like an endurance stairs person. Stairs are tough. The no, stairs, stairs are totally different. Beat me up. When I got to yeah. the top, it was tough to get to that last one. Yeah. And, you uh, get a lot of... A lot of <gasps> and, yeah. And in the Instagram video, it looks, like, I, it looks like I have my sort of acting face on, yeah. but it's not really my no. acting face. Like I literally tripped walking up the steps. Uh, mm-hmm. She crushed it though. <clears throat> it was so much fun hanging out with Carla. Um, I think we should probably get something out of the way real quick. Mm-hmm. Um I think we just there's a quick little note on the fact that listen it's uh, everyone knows what's been going on in the industry with sexual harassment um uh Carla works with Mario uh, worked with Mario Batali on the chew right, yeah. um you know we don't get into it and okay. you know uh it I I I don't really think that our podcast is you know hard hitting journalism I don't really you know exactly you know how to navigate this land myself sure. and if the person that we're talking to really doesn't bring it up or doesn't really want to bring it up right. i don't feel like you know i'm wolf blitzer i'm not larry king right you don't need um, to interrogate her. i don't know you know how to sort of you know tackle that or if it's i don't really think it's the place of starving for attention um to sort of go after something like that so i did you know yeah. off record ask her about it and, you know, have a real conversation with her. That was, you know, um, what you would think it is like, you know, it's wrong. Sexual harassment is wrong and it's off the record and blah, blah, blah. But I just know that someone on the, uh, someone's going to say, I can't believe you didn't ask her that or ask her about that. And we're friends. And like, I just, I don't know, like what, help me with this. It's hard. I think it's, I think it's hard. I think, um, I think a lot of people, um, especially people that are, are close to the people that are um, accused of this kind of get like stuck, you know, maybe stuck dealing with uh, knowing two different people, you know, or, or realizing that they knew two different people within the same person. Um, and kind of, you know, I, I, I think it's um, like you said, hard to navigate for the, the, the bystanders of this situation. I mean, obviously not anywhere near compared to the, 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 the victims, but, I think you just get stuck. You know, I, I think it's where, um, I, yeah, I think it's hard. Yeah. If I, I mean, for it's hard. The- I, you know, I mean, I, I don't think it is necessarily, um, Carla's job to give a diatribe one way or the other on, on what's happening. You know, I mean, she's kind of thrust into the situation by no doing of her own, you know? So, yeah, I know. Listen, I mean, for those of you who listen to this podcast, I was just quiet for three minutes. That never happens. <laughs> Which never happens, Ever. and it's because like I don't know really how to deal with this either. Like, yeah. and, well, I, mean, and I, think- I don't want to say something you know unintentionally um, out of line or like. I mean, I think there's too many people trying to like really dig into the nuance of this thing. And I think at this moment of time, it's 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 really just about listening and absorbing. Right. Well, that's what we talked about the other day. I mean, I, I really feel like everybody right now is in a position where you just need to be quiet and listen. Right. And if Carla didn't want to approach the subject, then that's her right. Like, I don't feel like it it makes her wrong or right for not approaching it. But if she doesn't want to approach it, that's fine. And if she did want to approach it, then we should have been there to listen to the situation and, and, and give her a platform to talk about it. But if she didn't want to, I don't, I don't see a problem with it. I mean, you know, and I think that's the best thing that anyone can do. And, you know, you and I have had many, 
somewhat heated conversations about the 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 climate right now and <laughs> so, I, <laughs> it's true so, yes somewhat heated it, yeah Be, that's I mean, honest and, and i think honest. just because we're, we're a man and a woman i think that that's why our conversations are heated over them right but um i think the best thing anyone can do right now is listen i don't think you need to in- interject um i don't think we you know we need to label and 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 do all the things that you know kind of the brain wants to do in these situations but we just need to listen Exactly. Well, um, with all of that being said, uh, quick shift of energy. Uh, Carla Hall is just amazing. This interview was just absolutely fantastic. You know, I'm so uh, upset. I missed it. Yeah. Well, it's, but it's, I had to get back. I mean, we were in town for Rachel Ray. And, and you were riding high. Eating, I was riding like, high. Well, what did you get on the plane back? What did you eat on the... Uh, you know... Um, so I'm starting this whole, we're not going to get into this. We'll talk. No, we'll get talk into about, it. No, you're we'll doing ta- the whole, no, no we'll you're doing some another, sort of like health and fitness, no, we'll like new year. A, let's talk about another, it'll okay. take too long, but, um, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm typically pretty much a vegetarian, right? right? But, um, probably from like Thanksgiving through the end of the year, I just like, let it, let it go. Um, <laughs> Because sometimes I don't know. You're I mean, saying that pretty serious, and that's like pretty much how everyone <laughs> I don't rolls ha- with I am the holidays. Not, um, I'm, am not. Uh, I, I definitely have ethics, um, but I am not a vegetarian for ethical reasons necessarily. Um, I, I tend to keep vegetarian because I don't think that our um, world should have to support me eating meat seven days a week. So. Um, I do it it for those purposes. Um, I also, you know, I don't, I don't like to waste. So sometimes if there's meat, I'll eat it, you know, as a, as a family, if we, if, if Richard makes something that, that is meat and I know it's well sourced and it's ethically raised, like I don't have a problem eating it. Um, but typically I, I stay pretty vegetarian, but anyways, end of the year I didn't. Um, so, uh, in a couple of days I'm going to jump back into vegetarian life, but, um, Anyway, so I was on the plane and I got the chicken milanese. That's the end of that And that's story. it. <laughs> so you're like, your last meat My meal last for meat a while a rubbery is going to be a Delta yeah. chicken milanese. But yeah. they do a But good the job. other option was pasta. And I'm kind of at this point where at least this last month of eating meat has taught me that like, you know, a little bit of meat versus a lot of pasta is better for my body and how I feel. I, I, I mean, my right. body personally as well, I think just responds physically better right. to, to, to some protein and not like heavy, heavy on the carbs. Yeah. Especially if they're not great carbs. Right. Sa- save the carbs for like great pasta and great The guy bread. next to me had a bowl of pasta yeah. and about four glasses of wine. And I'm telling you, oh. his body did not respond well to that. Oh, no. <laughs> really? No, nah, I mean, Gassy I, guy? I'm pretty sure he just passed out at some point. Yeah, that's, well, and that's I, the thing about, yeah. um, I mean, we that we can save this as well for another episode. Airport, uh, air, for, air, if you drink thing. and you're oh. blessed enough to be, you know, the, have the miles and to be in first class, it's basically like a free ride into alcoholism well, whenever guy, you want it. I mean, this guy started off the flight by saying, I don't know what to order. This is my first time in first class, which respect. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Respect. Respect for saying it. Yeah. Right. But then he just like went to the, well, to, well, to the wall. Well, then like, you're like, wait, <laughs> yeah. you're just going to keep bringing me red wine. That's pretty much what it was. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like it was yeah. just like, I'll have another, I'll have another. And then as, at his fourth one, I was like, when does the flight attendant say like stop offering? That's it's a not really even interesting question. It's not even like uh, I, uh, over service. Cause we talk about that in restaurants all the time. It's not about over serving him, but like at a certain point, like you don't have to offer him anymore and he, he might stop ordering it at that point. Yeah. But the guy just kept, another red wine and i'm like no he doesn't I, need another red wine look at him he can barely sit it, up it's a little bit it's a it's, it's you know it's kind of a trap of that for the sort of like that lifestyle you're like wow yeah i can just kind of drink and eat whatever i want while i'm up here i know uh, yeah i'll have three bananas and five glasses of wine and i do i do go go hard on the snacks 
So I mean, you I, do. By the I way, I do. I'm like two for every yeah. time. Yeah, two for. I'll take that. You're like and potato that. chips, the banana, and, and and some nuts for the road. The nuts, though, they give those out on the whole plane. So like, I feel like those are a freebie. Like oh, I shouldn't be charged. You for shouldn't those. feel it. I'm not trying to shame you. <laughs> I'm and I'm rarely in I, first class. So let's just get that on the table. You're in first class. All, you turn down snacks left and right. I'm like, grab a granola bar. I can put it in the lunch tomorrow. I know. Even like the little bottles of water like, are good exactly. to take home. Exactly. They're great for lunch boxes. Know, like, what are you doing? It's tough. But then like, there's always that one trip where you unload your suitcase and you're like, oh, wow. I hit up the lounge pretty hard. You ever hard drop here. your bag and like a bag of potato chips and a always, bottle of water? Always. Or an apple rolls out and things like that. <laughs> it happens all of the time. Um, but listen, I mean, one of my favorite things is when I am traveling and you're like, hey, Bring back some of those jellies from the Delta Lounge. Again, lunchbox fodder. Guys, no. let's do it. If you want me to do an episode on what our kids' lunchboxes look like, it's pretty much the Delta Sky Club. <laughs> nice. I think we can do that. You're also blowing up my spot from like shoving a couple extra peanut butters and jellies yeah, into my that. bag. All right. So um, listen, we just got to listen to this episode. Go. We yeah. got to go. Gotta All go. right, everyone. Listen up. This is Carla Hall, live from Carla Hall's house in New York City. I'm not going to tell not you now, exactly where. But next. It's somewhere. That's his not. That's enough. Okay. All right, everyone. Uh, I'm in the uh, the. I feel like. Can I call you like? I want to say Mother of Dragons or something like. You you need you need the nine titles. Um, Carla Hall. Like, what would be some of your like? Are you a Thrones fan at all? I love my God. Yes. Okay. So, like, what if if Carla Hall was like Mother of Dragons, <gasps> Savior of the Grasslands, whatever uh-huh. it is? What 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 would be some of your like uh, Khaleesi sort of my Khaleesi titles. Um, oh my God. Um, I, I really want Mother Earth. Well, I, that's first of all, like you're just going like I, right I went, to, wait, 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 I went, right, went there. Like, I went there. Like, I want to be Zeus, I guess, in uh, mythology as well. <laughs> so like, you just like, like mother, I want to be the top. No, right? there, no, I left out fire, water and um, oh, and wind. Mother of elements. Mother <laughs> no, of, I took one of the elements. Mother of most well, elements. Mother, mother of most elements. I like that. Because I, I feel like you could have, like like Khaleesi, you could have all yeah. of those titles. Because you've done so many different things, right? Right. So I want to just kick it off. One, you're, we're in your home. Yes. We're in your Welcome. New York City flat. Yes. I don't know why I said flat, because I just think it sounds... Because it sounds cool. It sounds really, really flat. cool. So, and you're the first person on the podcast. We're like 30-something episodes in now to like let us into their home. <gasps> Usually people are just like sitting in my hotel somewhere. But the funny um, thing is I was like, do I cook for you? Do I serve you some pickles out of the fridge? We were thinking the same thing because I was because Jasmine was with me earlier today. We did a segment and she had to fly back to California. And I was like, should I bring Chinese food? Like, is that just because I want to eat Chinese food? Right. Like, should I bring gifts? <laughs> I did bring Pellegrino because they're a sponsor. They didn't even bring they didn't even buy this for me. They just like I just bought it because they're a sponsor. But that's all I brought. I brought like batteries and pellet. Like I, I, I took a trip to Dwayne Reed and I didn't really even get you anything. Well, no, but you came here and I don't even have any nibbles, but we can't eat because that would be that wouldn't be good for people to listen to. That's true. And it's had it has been a it's it's tough because most of the people I'm interviewing are chefs. Yes. But like some of the sometimes I'm in their restaurants or offices and like Marcus Samuelson, Fabio, mm-hmm. they're like, let me feed you. And it's like the, the podcast isn't really about food. Right. And then it's like you do. You hear silverware and the servers talking. It's fun. But you can't say no. But then there's a lot of like mumbling happening. Yeah, mumbling and clanking. That's true. Yeah, no, that's not good. Um, Although cooking on the radio is really good. Do you think? Do you think I, cooking? I do. On, okay, I do. wait. You gotta break this down to me because, you know, obviously we've been podcasting now for like six months. Cooking on the radio, you think, is a good thing? I think so. Let when me tell you why. When you can't see it or smell exactly. it, exactly. Because <laughs> no, I, I, well, on television you can see it, but you can't smell it. And let me tell you why. I, people always ask me, as much as I love music, as much as I love dance, they will ask me, what kind of music do you listen to in the kitchen? 
And I said, actually, I don't turn on anything because I like to hear the food. I like to hear the water running. I like to hear the chop, chop, chop. I like, like, I like to hear the Ooh, I like to hear like the tossing of a salad. And when you, when you go into a bowl and you're actually the, whatever tongs or spoons you're using, scrape the bowl and then you hear the scrape and then you hear the fluff, like scrape fluff. That is incredibly poetic. I think a lot of people though, when they hear that, uh, the, like the, the tongs in the salad bowl, that's sort of, it could be a nails on the chalkboard. Okay. Well, let's use, let's use like wooden, <laughs> let's use wood. Which let's it should wood. be anyway. <laughs> did you grow up? Did you grow up with like the, the, like, you know, I was sort of like TV dinners and like super super like lower middle class sort of upbringing yeah. like the wooden salad bowls no that just no we didn't have the wooden we but just I had know like, like generational about. like this is like this like just passed down with the, all like the rugged like <laughs> salad bowl that someone's like uncle made in the shed out back well let me tell you we did have this the wooden spoons where you felt like the lacquer was coming off and it was just like <laughs> right it's like wait why is this spoon the handle no, is three different shades different it's color so than, the, the, than the actual spoon part of it no we had that actually we had that yes thank you for that memory well listen um i'm you didn't have to cook for me so i'm glad you, you, you did it because it would have been messy messy for the audio uh um you invited me inside of your home which is amazing what if i was a vampire first of all that that you shouldn't invite well i should have invited you during the day earlier that's right it's nighttime (laughs) too so if i was a vampire um that would be a horrible thing where are we finding you obviously you're in new york because you're filming right and Um, and were you on set today i was on set today and um and and i chose a place that's near the set so very close so it's this is my commute this yeah. was and this, so again. This was a, as uh, I was with Jasmine, and we we're like, "Where does? Where do you think she lives?" <laughs> I like, I don't know. Like, I'm, I, so I don't know. Like, are you an Upper West Side? Uh, is that your like? Is that your is it your hood, or is it just because it's close to the studio? It's because it's close to the studio, but it's also my hood. Two things. When I when I came here for the show, I said, "Okay, where's the studio? That's where I'm going to look for a place to live." Smart. But I also wanted to be near a park. Mm-hmm. So it was either going to be Central Park or Riverside Park because I needed green. And people were like, don't you want to be near the restaurants? And, and Michael and, and Clinton were like, don't you really want to be down near the restaurants? No, if I need to be near the restaurants, I'll go down there right. and eat. I don't need to live near the restaurants. Right. Everything's only three miles away maximum in New York, right? I am three stops away from 14th Street, you know? Right. So. And, you're, and also, once you, like, so you identify now as a New Yorker or are you still? No, I live in D.C. So, and, and that's so there you're Washington. You know what? Washington, D.C. I always yeah. say that I am from Nashville. I live in Washington, D.C. and I work in New York. And I think that gives you a, just a broad spectrum of how I think about various How cities. impressive does that sound? Like to me, I'm just saying like that's kind like what you just said is kind of my dream. Like I live in two different places or I live in one, I work in one place. Like did you ever think that your life was going to be like working in Manhattan, living in D.C.? No. Even when I came here, I was like, how am I going to be able to afford New York? And I had a temporary apartment because if I lost my job, I need to be able to move in 60 seconds or less. Right. Now, most people, though, they, <laughs> most people they hear that, Carla, though, and they're going to say you're a celebrity. Like, of course, you know, what do you mean? Like, no. you know, like you can't afford Like, I mean, you're a celebrity. You're, no. you're on a, a major network uh, talk show. For, yeah. I would say <laughs> I would say that um, you always hear about the multi-million dollar salaries 
that's how I would answer that. There, you always hear exactly. You have it's, not heard about my salary in the news. <laughs> yeah, it's very funny. Like I, sometimes I, um, I mean, we're in, we're in different levels. You're you're a couple uh, levels above me. But like when I think of athletes, it's always like I'm a big sports guy. And like yeah. if you ever looked at the salaries of athletes, mm-hmm. you'd be really surprised. Like that, yeah, maybe the superstars are paid, right? But that middle relief pitcher or the twelfth person on the bench of a basketball team, whatever it is. They're paid well, uh, comparatively, of course, but not as much as maybe you, no. you, you think it is. No, no. And then you have a team behind the people, and you have agents, and you have all those fees, and you know. Oh, break. Okay, so listen, I did. I stalk your Instagram account. Yes. Um. So I know a lot about you, and and also not for this podcast, just in general. Uh, just, just in, oh my just god. In general, just in general, I'm a fan. You know that, or my whole family, we're big fans. Um. I love the other day you had sort of the team Carla strategy yes, sesh. Yes. Yes. All laid out. Yeah. So. Who's what, what players? You don't have to get specific, but who's who's on Team Carla? So I have an assistant who is Kirsten Bischoff, and I'm she lives in I'm super jealous. You have North an Carolina. I have an assistant. She lives in North Carolina, so I don't have. I, I'm not one who needs somebody to go get coffee, get my laundry. I just need you to work, do my calendar. She mm-hmm. has a she has a, a job. She has another job. Okay, all right. She just handles mainly my calendar and things like that. So I have her, and then I have. Um, Kristen. So I have a Kirsten and a Kristen. So it's like K1 and K2. Everybody gets them mixed up. K1 and K2. And she helps me with my social media. She will recipe test for me. She Where does go. she live? She lives in DC. Okay. All right. So she has, she handles like a lot of my social media. She will come to events with me and she's like taking pictures and everything. When I was in Chicago and I was um, basically... Uh, so this is like in-house publicist basically? Or sort of like... A little bit of every, a little, it seems like it's a, 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 a utility, like there's a lot of different things that go into that. Yeah, but she position. also has another job too. I mean, she okay. works for the Washington Post. She's a freelance writer. She's a food writer. So she does all these other things. Right. She approached me um, a couple years ago at an event and she said, hey, I, I noticed that your website wasn't that great. I mean, it's probably about <laughs> five, four year, five years ago. I, first of all, I, that's a pet peeve of mine because I, I get those emails all the time, you know, or yeah. people like, hey, uh, you need a graphic designer. It's like, I know. Right, I know. right. But actually, in this moment, she said, I said, oh, my God, you're so right. And I really want to do something about it. Give me your number and I'll call you. She says that she goes home and she tells her husband, oh, my God, I'm at Carla Hall and right. I'm going to help her with her website. He's like, oh, you, you're going to reach out to her? It's like, No. She has my number. He's like, yeah, right. Like she's going to call. Right. You. Okay. Nice. And then I called her like right when they're having this conversation. Oh, I called her. oh so that's that so cosmic. she's amazing. So this particular meeting was all about, I don't make, um, new year's resolutions. I don't, I don't do them because they, we break them. But Matthew, <laughs> right. my husband had, he is so good about sending me the right article or the right book list or the right, whatever that he's read online or something. He sent me this article about the human project and it was about how you look at the previous year and you sort of look at your calendar, your social media and all these things that can kind of give you um, a lay of the land. Like what were your highs? What were your lows? And you use that going forward. So what that, that board was at home were all of my, um, the other shows that I was on, what um, events and appearances, what speeches, what I hosted, what charity events I, I wa- was doing, all these different things, and my wish list for those things. Got it. So and so the board. By the way, I put it under the microscope. I had I was stretching <laughs> the, out the shot. Where, right, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. like, what did she? Um, mainly because also like we generally play in the same. I wouldn't even mm-hmm. say I'm not in your sandbox, but I'm in the same park. 
as you right. are, right? Uh, so I'm like, what did, what is, what is Team Carla up to? Let me get, let me get a still of this shot so I can send it to my team. <laughs> that, by the way, doesn't really exist. I mean, I have people, but like you have like a, a team. I loved how you did that. Do you? So is it? It's almost like a personal. Budge, it's almost like budgeting yeah. yes. your time. Exactly. And it's not a resolution, but it's so it's goals. It's goals. But let me tell you, it has taken I've been on the chew for seven seasons. We're in we are in season seven. That's incredible, by the way. Seven it is, seasons. It's it's a blessing. So how many hundreds of episodes is that? It is Is it over a thousand? Thou- oh yeah. It's oh. it's about thirteen hundred shows. I'm it's, embarrassed that I didn't know. Like, I no, didn't do the no, math. No. I didn't do the math quick enough. No, the to reason know that... I know is because I see it every day. They will put episode 1,300. It, it's it's insane. That's incredible. And that when I think about it, and I think about bloggers and bloggers too, and there's so much content that's out there. Even your show, and even this podcast, so right. much content. So you know, talking to people and all of this, it's a lot of content. Right. Why in the world are you worried about content when you're, um, you know, uh, a major contributor, a host of a network television daytime show? Like, no. why, why are you not just, like, chilling out and, like, doing the chew and then just not even worrying about other things? No, well, I think that the more things that I do on the chew, and I always tell people this, um, and, and I get, sometimes I get choked up. So if I start crying, just don't if, be, it's it will, not going to be it awkward. You'll be the second person to cry. <laughs> um, well, you, you have a job, and that, that can be any job. Um, 80% of it, you, even if you love your job, 80% of it is, are things that you have to do right? There's 15% that you, that you really like, but then there's that 5% that's super special. Like if you work for, I don't know, I'm just going to say a bank, but, but every year you get to go to some amazing place and have like some kind of a retreat. It's that 5% and you know, it's going to be paid for you have the food, everything, you know, that you get that 5%. The chew gives me that 5% and it's probably more like 10 that is on my wish list for doing Broadway, meeting all these people, all the things that I said that I wanted to do, and I get to do those things. Right. And it is never lost on me the gratitude that I said if I get if I get fired tomorrow, I'm gonna make sure that I take advantage of every opportunity and say yes to every single thing just in case, you know, I, I don't get to do this anymore and I will say I lived, I lived every single moment of this job. I love, I mean, you're incredibly inspiring because I'm, that was what I'm trying to figure out. So like you mentioned Broadway. Mm-hmm. So like the last time I checked, you were, uh, uh, you're on, you're Lion in King. the Lion King ensemble? It was, it was for only five minutes. I was with the bird ladies. I learned the song. I spent the day there and just walking down the aisle in that first scene of Circle of Life. Sure. And then, and then coming up on stage and then I went, I left but it was so amazing. And I was thinking, oh, my gosh, 20 years on the stage that this has been performing all right. over the world. And I get to be one of the many hundreds of people who have done this. I mean, and sure. And I wanted to do theater as a child. So right. I wanted to do Broadway. Stepping on that stage and looking out, I... I still get chills and I'm still the little kid who wants to do Broadway. No matter how much, what I do, I am still that little kid who never thought that she would be standing on the stage at Broadway. Right. Right. I mean, uh, rightfully so that, you know, you should get worked up about that. That's incredible. Whether or not you're a theater kid or someone who was into to dance or and you whatever. You were a theater kid. 
I yeah, I mean, I, I was I a theater kid. I mean, I you know was in a couple commercials because like my dad was a, a video sort of director sort of guy, mm-hmm. and you know, I mean, in, in in school, yeah, I played some. Okay, really so a TV kid. Second, yeah, well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like a really bad uh, TV participant early on in my life, but. So, you know, one thing, though, it's not, you know, you had mentioned, like, it's the Chew. I mean, it's you that created those opportunities. It's not the Chew that created those opportunities. Well, oh, I mean, and with all respect, I think you're selling yourself short. Well, let me tell because you. Because you got yourself that opportunity to be on that show. No, but I think when I, honestly, the way that it came together, and it came together so quickly, um, it was, it was uh, like a cattle call of people coming through. They didn't choose me. They shot a pilot. They came back and they were like, okay, we're going to do a chemistry test. They called me in. The, the five of us, when we were together, we were together for 20 minutes. Six days later, they announced us as the cast. It was, it was crazy. And I honestly turned to my friends. I turned to Matthew and I said, what does this mean? What, what does this mean? Like spiritually, like what does this mean that I'm going to do this show? Right. And I, I asked, I, I'm that person to ask myself, like, why this? Why now? And I said... Eventually, I came to the thing, it is to be myself. Every single day, my prayer is authenticity. If I cannot be myself and do the thing that I love while being myself, I don't want to do it. Because if you're going to fire me, fire me for who I am, not who I'm trying to be. Right. Hey, everyone. I hope you're enjoying this episode of Starting for Attention. Uh, Here are some useful car tips you might not be aware of. A coffee filter and a little bit of olive oil can clean your interior. Removing excess weight from your car will improve gas mileage, and you can place your key fob to your chin to increase its range. Weird, right? Well, here's another tip you might not know about. True Car also helps people get used cars. That's right. True Car isn't just for buying new cars. With their certified dealer network and nationwide inventory of nearly 1 million used cars, you'll enjoy real pricing on actual inventory and, well, you'll get simply a better buying experience whether you're buying new or used. And with True Car, users can see what others pay. So they know if they're getting a good deal before even buying it. They'll also more likely to enjoy a faster buying experience by connecting with True Car certified dealers. When you're ready to buy a new or used car, check out True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Some of these features are not available in all states. At American University, we don't just hope for change. We create it. We don't just dream of a better world. We make it a reality. With a graduate degree from AU, you'll access expert faculty and connections throughout D.C. to develop skills and experience to turn your passion into purpose. And that purpose can make all the difference in your career. Discover the difference a degree makes at American.edu slash grad school. Hey guys, it's Kelsey Knight from the Lady Gang Podcast. Happy New Year. How are those resolutions holding up? Our resolution to be awesome is going strong, and it's especially evident in our episode this week, which is our live Lady Hang show. So head on over to iTunes or subscribe to us at Podcast One on the Podcast One app. And please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Also, thanks for all your support and Happy New Year from the Lady Gang. Now back to Starving for Attention with Richard Blaze. Listen, this is where the podcast sometimes turns into um, a consultation for me. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> how, how do you, you know, you, you say your mantra, your sort of spiritual guide is like authenticity. You do that. You crush that. How do you 
keep that when you are in this world of sort of this commercialized world and it's a network show and you know you're, yeah you're playing yourself but there you know it, it's it's it, how do you keep your authenticity because i find myself like i mean this morning i'm doing something and it's like a an integration for a product and it's fun and games right. but like you know I, I, it, it, it is it me sometimes i question like is is the thing that i'm doing really me how do you make sure that something is authentic well, I think for me, I ask myself, like, do I do I care about this thing? Like when I when I do endorsements, you know, that that's a nut. That, I do this this job so that I can get other things. Right. The, the, the chew doesn't really pay sure, sure, for yeah. things. We, it's doing other things. Although many people listening right now are like, "What?" Dude. And their jaw just hit the floor. Well, but you know, I want to do other. I want to do other things. I mean, I get to play. I get to play with my friends, and I get to eat food, and I get to you know. Um, talk to people and, 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 and we really try to listen to our viewers and, and all of that. And it, it, it truly is very rewarding before I get to the other part. And what people will say to me, they said, you know, why I like you on the chew. I like you on the chew because you are real. You're being yourself. And I don't want to be, I don't want to overproduce myself. I don't want, I don't try to, I forget to, to not talk with my mouth full. I forget to, <laughs> to not make weird contorted faces because i i must do that so i don't try to not do that to look good right i i really if i had like the other day point in case so we're, we're looking at this amazing pictures of this this makeup artist who makes herself look like food and so she had a hamburger and then she made her hands look like a hot dog and i said oh she's left-handed because she has her hand out that's that's like a hot dog and another hand under it and and Clinton looks at me like, well, really? Is, is, is that what you think about? I'm like, yeah, I'm just observant. And, I'm, and it, it is a stream of consciousness in my head. I don't try to audit myself. I just, I just go with it. Was it always like that? Because I'm, I mean, it was not. Okay. Because that, that's because I'm going to go back in the time machine here. Do you remember not. you and I, we did a like uh, a, a car yes. product integration in DC mm-hmm. and we're like mm-hmm. rowing a boat yes. and whatever river. I don't even remember where we were. Yeah. We, to be honest with you, we were both pretty bad probably no, like I, in, yeah. in hindsight. Like I don't, I don't quite remember, but I remember yeah. that it was for me really tough and awkward. Yeah. And I, I yeah. don't know if it was a lot of like, if it felt natural to you. Yeah. It didn't, but I, you know what felt natural to me in that moment? I always look for the honest, the honesty in the moment. What felt natural to me was talking to you. Right, exactly. Well, of course. Yeah. So, so I go for that. I'm like, what can make me feel very natural? If I'm going to um, read something, like, or oh, no, even if, I do, if I'm doing a photo shoot and it's, it's, it's some product, in my head, I am running a script. In my head, I'm like, okay, what if I had this? Because I'm the weird kid. I'm the right. weird kid who is, uh, I play uh, classical music in the background on the radio and I'm making up a story, like what's happening, like doing that music. Oh, I, wait, do you do that? I, oh my God, you do it too? We do that with our kids. <gasps> yes. Did I steal that from you? Did um, I don't even know. Probably, maybe I, I probably, think you're just as weird I as probably, I am. I probably <laughs> stole that from you. We will listen to classical music in the car and be like, kids, tell us what's happening right yes, now. Yes. Yes. You did that. That's amazing. Yes. And it connects you to the music. But I do that when I'm taking pictures because I want them, I want to be, have an honest moment. It's right. not about the product in that moment. It is about feeling real. 
And so in the moment when I, I had a really good time with that shoot with you because it's like, oh my gosh, you were on the boat and this is really fun. And and I try to think not about the camera, but I think about who I'm interacting with. Right. Well, I mean, it was a lot of fun. I mean, I want to be clear. Yeah. It was fun. But we probably came across, because we're not actors. That's right. what we have to remember. Or we're at not least actors. we weren't then, which is my we're, next we're not question. actors. I, I might want to, I mean, I, I might argue this with you. Even if you're playing yourself, there's not there's there's not any part of you that like is um, even if it's representing a, a side of you that might not be there that day, right? Because you have to be happy. It's true. Right. It's true. We have to be up. And I okay, true. Because and I like how you kept digging for this, but true. When we were we were on a two week hiatus, a two week break for the holidays, right. and then we had to come back, and it was really hard because um, Clinton was talking. No, I was talking about my break and I look at him and I'm like, am I boring you? And he was like, no, no, you're not right. boring me. But what I forgot was he has to he has to move the show along because he's the moderator. Right. So he has to feign interest. But I'm I'm I was so used to being with people who I was actually talking to and having a conversation. Right. Not really talking to the camera so that I'm talking to the audience that I forgot. There is a little bit of over communicating, which I don't naturally do right and what people don't realize about me i am a borderline introvert extrovert oh i'm the same way so tell me more i can be out you know when i'm on television when i'm at an event i can be really out and and very you know um engaging and i and i am honestly in that moment right but when i come home i really want to be at home I, I don't necessarily want to talk to anybody. I, I need that time to recharge. Well, it makes me feel really special that now I'm in your home right now. Yeah. But I'm the same way. Because like, well, especially you, you're like super famous. So like you uh, have, but you have to be on. Like if you're at Dwayne Reed. Right. And someone runs into you. Like now all of a sudden you, you, you have to be everything that that person thinks Carla Hall is in that moment True. while you're buying cough drops at Dwayne Reed or whatever it is. Right. But I will, will, will I get dressed and put on makeup and, and look if, because somebody wants a selfie? No, right. I will still go out. I've been out in curlers and, um, but I remember one moment I was just really emotionally exhausted. And at the end of like six weeks, we'll take a break cause you're just tired. Mm-hmm. And I remember what there was a, some, there was some festival here in New York, there are tons of them. And I'm walking down the street and I remember saying, okay, I should probably smile because people expect me to smile. No, I don't feel like smiling. And then I would frown and then I'm, they probably expect me to smile. I literally was going back and forth in my head. Wow. And I, and I said, I, oh my God, I think I'm having a nervous breakdown right now because right. <laughs> I, I really want to be, I just want to be walking, but I don't want anybody to talk to me. I want to be invisible, but I want to be here, you know? Yeah, yeah. So there is that. Did you smell toasted almonds when you were having that experience? Uh-oh. I think that supposedly when you're going insane, <laughs> or uh, it smells like, like I, I think it's supposed to smell like smells like toasted almonds, just in case you're yeah. walking down the street next time and you're like, "What did that smell like?" Toasted yeah. almonds. You're going insane. I think is what it is. Probably, I probably was, but I knew I knew that I was just exhausted. I needed to take time. I, I didn't need to be out. Was it, there was there a moment on the chew in the beginning when you just like was, like was there one moment you were just like, "I got it now. This is it. It's not it's not work anymore." Because yeah. I'm assuming at, for you at this point, it's, it's not work anymore. It's not work, but the first three seasons were incredibly hard. Three seasons. Three so that's seasons. hundreds of episodes. Yes, yes. And they were, and, and wow, okay. It was really hard. It was tough because um, I came from doing live cooking classes that I love. Right. And I have an interaction and I, and I feel like... Box of compliments, yo. What? Box of compliments. <laughs> I, by the way, I love seeing your demos. Your oh. demos are so... Oh 
gut. That is like I'm. You can't see it, but I'm blushing. Like literally. That you thank actually you. are. You're so I, red. Your I love. Well, yeah. It was also cold outside, but <laughs> wow. Well, thank you for that. No, I really do. And whenever I'm at um, Aspen or something, I'm like, Have you seen ever seen one of Richard Blaze's? live demos. Oh, I'm glad I never knew that you were really... I, I do remember the one time you, you were out there but in the audience. They're but. so good. Thank you. And I send people because you are funny and, uh, I mean, you are that self-deprecating person that you can be. But it's informative and it's funny and it's approachable and it's really good. So what's the difference? Like, so then what is the difference between like being a host on The Chew versus like doing a 30-minute live show in Aspen? Right. 30-minute live show. Now I have five minutes to right. cook. And in that five minutes, you have to make it look easy. You have to cook. You're multitasking like nothing before. Like like you don't even realize. So you are teaching the dish. You are talking or interviewing somebody. And you are telling something about yourself. Right. How do you balance... Uh, again, this is where you're teaching me. So this is a teaching mm-hmm. moment <laughs> for me. Um, in a show like that, and again, I'm coming off set of a talk show today. How do you balance direct to camera versus talking to the audience versus talking to your hosts and guests? All right. I think that um, when you are doing the... Like today, Taraji P. P. Henson was on the show. Humble brag. I I I mean, it was pretty freaking amazing. Your your life is like that. I was like, oh my God. Taraji is here. Wow. No, I was like... Sometimes, usually when somebody's on that I really like... um, I get tongue tied and sure. I can't actually work. So it's because I'm fanning, I'm fangirling and I can't, I can't get it together. Misty Copeland, I couldn't even speak. Right. I couldn't speak. And I was like, oh my God, I can't speak. <laughs> and I call myself out. Right. Of course. Well, because that's your authenticity. Right? right. But so the balance there. So you want to, usually if there's not a guest, when I am doing my ingredients, I will look at the audience and I'm, I'm talking to them. I'm like, okay, you're going to do this, 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 and this. Not while, I, while I'm cutting. Sometimes one of the tricks is you may want to have those ingredients listed in the prompter so that you know that you're going to be looking at the audience. Right. Okay. And for all of you people out there listening, and if ever you're doing, um, it, may, it, may be a, it will be harder if you're doing a guest segment on somebody else's show because you won't get that. But... Um, so you look up, you plan the times that you're going to kind of look up. I tend to just talk to the people, but you say plan. I mean, listen, I'm outside of like a, a, a small little walkthrough. I'm not sure how the, the chew works, but there's not, you're not doing full rehearsals. No, but if you come on the chew, you're not looking at the audience. Right. I mean, you may be like, Hey y'all, when you come in, Hey y'all. Yeah. But isn't that hard? Like for, I'm, I'm saying for me as someone who performs more in front of an audience, yeah. I need the audience reaction. Right. So right. that's what, okay, right. that's hard. Right. That's that's the thing. Okay, but so like and and in an audience like the Chew, right. They're kind of being polite yeah. or I'm sure you have like yeah. a, a comedian or some a hype person. We do. We do. We have a hype person. Right. But I understand what you're saying. Right. So you, that was the biggest transition. Okay, so how do I so how do I take care of that moment? Because I'm 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 having the challenge of that. Like, okay, I'm talking with whoever I'm on set with. Right. I'm, I'm getting the message off of the teleprompter, but also like every once in a while, there's this weird canned laughter or this is real prompted laughter, yeah. but I really want to engage with these people who are in this front row that can see me. I, I see them. Because you need them. You need them more than they need you. Oh, that's so true. Yeah. That's so true. Yeah. So, but then how do you get around that? So I think you just know, like I have to laugh at myself. I know. I think I'm funny. <laughs> 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 you are. It's, I know, but it is the most important thing you have to do is right. amuse yourself. I've gotten used to not expecting that laugh because I can't really hear them. Because if you're right, waiting okay. for that, if you're waiting to be energized by that, you're going to be one beat behind. Exactly. Because you're like, wow. 
that kills. That joke usually kills. Right. And when you're on a show like that, it's not the same as being in front of a live audience. So yeah. you just, you're just blocking it out. Right. You're just, you're just going with it and you're just getting your beats. I always know when I've walked away from a segment, I'm like, wow, that was really good. When I had all of my beats, it felt really natural and I didn't feel rushed at the end. So how, how often do you feel, and I'm going to use sort of comedian term here, uh, you've done now thousands and I mean, thousands and thousands of segments on the chew uh, I, and other things, not just the chew. Right. I but how often do you, how thousand. often do you bomb? Oh my God. A lot. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my, are you kidding me? Really? Are you kidding me? Okay. Oh yeah. Oh, a lot. A not, lot. Now it's okay. But we this is just like, listen, it. you're hard on yourself. Like I am. I am. Uh, I so am is it, this is myself. like you're, you feel like you bombed or you can look at Clinton or, or Clinton looking right, okay. at me and laughing. Okay. How about that? <laughs> Clinton's like, hmm. And is that, so, but is the, so now, and this is interesting in our world, is the bombing because the food part of the segment didn't work or a joke didn't land or where? where? It's not the jokes. I mean, if, if the jokes don't land, it's okay because we just laugh at ourselves. Right. But it could be something like, this happened recently. Um, like the first show back from our hiatus was mm-hmm. just, it was crazy. It was like, okay, we have to get the cobwebs off. Right. Because it's, it's just herky-jerky. The second show... Um, I forgot that it was for the, I had to do pretty much everything in the first segment and I was supposed, I was doing these yogurt pops and I was, I was supposed to pipe the, the yogurt mixture into the, the popsicle thing. Right. And I forgot I was going to throw to break and I was like, okay, stick around. Oh no, wait here. I'm going to, right. I forgot to pipe this in there, but that comes off as super endearing, right? So you make a mistake, but you kind of like most performers, you pivot and yeah. make it work and you make that part of the segment. Yeah. So so that is the thing. I I have gotten over feeling badly like I messed up. Before in seasons 1, 2 and 3, I right. would beat myself up and I would have shut down. Now I don't shut down. That's the only difference because if you're if you're doing live television or you you have no do-overs. So you just make it work. You just you just commit like commit to the poor like if you're pouring something from a bowl to something thin you commit to the poor it goes into that little spout right 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 you commit to the poor you commit to the action you have to you have if to it doesn't commit. work out better show probably anyway exactly right? how important this is something that um as i've been reading uh like your 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 social media pages uh people really respond like the audience the live audience mm-hmm. which we're saying is really kind of a challenge yeah that you seemingly take a lot of time with that live audience or acknowledge them, say hi. I know that I've been on the show a long time ago. Yeah. By the way, I need to come back. I know on the you show. need to come back. Too. I need to come back. I think it's a good time, actually. And it's a good time. <laughs> but um, <laughs> uh, I, like you, you'll dance. Yeah. You'll 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 say hello to people. Yeah. Um, why? Um, the same reason that you're explaining to me that you need that laughter. Right. I need to have that connection. I need to understand why I'm doing what I'm doing. So when I interact with them, when I'm dancing with them, when I'm talking to them, I'm like, okay, this is why I'm doing it. I may not be able to see the audience at home, but if I can connect to these people, if I'm looking out there and I see somebody that I, that I just said hello to, that helps me. Right. Yeah. So do you, do you, this is, I mean, I have a ton of them. I don't know. You, I can't imagine that you do. Do you have haters? Oh my God. Yes. You know, I have haters. <laughs> Please. <laughs> what are people who honestly just don't like me? And I'm like, that has to be okay. It has to be. First of all, who are these people? I mean, Let's find I mean these there are people. people who don't like my energy. They're like, she can't possibly be like that. <laughs> well, that, I think that's the, I mean, I'm 
you're, you're so authentic and so real that I think most people can't imagine being that authentic. Like you're saying, like laughing your own jokes, having a good time, being a good person. Yeah. That, those are all things that are really easy for you, but aren't easy for a lot of people. Yeah, and my friends, my, the friends who know me, they're like, I can't believe that you're actually on television being yourself. That's really why. Because <laughs> they're like, you're so So do you, do you think that people that, knew, that know you pre-sort of fame are like, yeah, that's, that's that, her. That, that's her. That's that girl. They're like, yeah, that's her. <laughs> been, she's been like that <laughs> for uh, all my life. Um, Top Chef. Top Chef. Right? Uh-huh. I'm glad uh, you bring bringing Top Chef up. I'm going to bring Top Chef up just real, I mean, real quick. No, we, can, no. we, can go, we can talk about it or okay. not. Or not. Yeah. And I've said this many times on the podcast, and I know people have reached out to you because I've said it on many different outlets. <laughs> you are the most successful person to ever come from that show. 100% hands down. I don't care who you want to throw at me and argue that they're more successful. And you could, obviously, success is relative. Yeah, it's all relative. But like you just, just have killed the game. But you know what? When I say that, what is, how does that make you feel? I, I am, <laughs> I, I'm mean, probably blushing. It, I, and I'm like, but why do you think that is? And you know, like, I think that, and, I'm, and this is in this moment I'm thinking about that because you've said that many times. And I've said, I said, I bet you that when Richard comes, he's going to mention this again because of people course. have told me, right. right. Um, and I think it's because I was a career changer. I wasn't in a box. I never put myself in a restaurant box and a chef box. And I, I, I never put myself in a box. I think that there are so many successful chefs and, and they're like, oh, you know, I want, I, I want to make the best food and I want to do this. And I, I feel like I'm supposed to be here or there. You know what I mean? Right. And I never had a box. Are you a chef? Yes. Right. No. Because I don't have a restaurant. Well, that doesn't mean that has nothing to do with I it. I know, but I feel like... Okay, well, I mean, I know you're a chef. That, the, the question is more is like, do you identify? Like, I, you're I saying do. you didn't have that box. Maybe you were on Top Chef. No, I'm saying I didn't have that box because I did accounting, I did modeling, I was doing cooking, sure. and so all of these things I love. So I don't have. I do have that box, but I have other boxes as well. So I was always willing to explore other things outside of food, but I wanted food to lead. Leave and that's me. why I mean, and that's why you're you're the most successful person to come from the show, I think, because you, you, there wasn't some sort of prearranged destiny for you. Of, right. I want to just have one little three Michelin star restaurant. Exactly. You took whatever was you. You took what you were given, and you made more of it than anyone else has, and probably will. From and that I didn't show. judge it, and I never. Ju- I don't judge my opportunities because I think the thing is, I think the thing with a lot of people. And I, and I knew it was going to happen. Sorry. Uh-huh. What? I knew it was going to happen when we did the Jimmy Fallon challenge on Top Chef All-Stars. Really? I left that challenge and I was like, she's a superstar. Like, no, I'm serious. Like, you just, I remember that. I just remember we were in there and we were, it was a live sort of thing. Yeah. Sort of a, you know, a episode of Jimmy Fallon. Right. Um, and you just dominated it. Like, you were just incredibly natural and like charming and like watching it live. I was like, not even for the challenge. I don't even remember what happened. I think you won. That or, cell phone but, shootout. Right, but right. You know, cell phone shootout, right? Okay, so, so during cell phone shootout, which is a ridiculous thing to say, I knew you were an absolute superstar. I mean, I knew it because obviously we were competing against each other, but I knew that like, yeah, there's going to be more here for her outside of just like winning a show or, 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 or getting something small. You're, you're going to do big things. But, it, but I think for me, I also have this childlike wonder and excitement. Right. So... During cell phone shootout the night before, and Tiffany Derry was my roommate, 
I said, you know, and a lot of people didn't realize. I this. would sneak into your room every once in a while. I know. <laughs> I, I made food that I wanted to eat because, you know, we were responsible for our own meals. Yes. <laughs> for the most part. We're I'm really like, breaking this down. I yeah. don't want to cook later tonight. What do I want to eat? <laughs> right? right? I would make the challenge fit into, sometimes that didn't work out. All right. But, but I would make the challenge fit into something that I wanted to eat. And I said to Tiffany, I said, you know, what? I'm so homesick. I just want chicken pot pie. I just... Honestly, I just want to make a chicken pot pie with some delicious crust. We go to that cell phone shootout. We see, we look at all of those different dishes. Right. We see, I'm like, oh my God, chicken pot pie is right here <laughs> right. on the table. I get my phone. I do the cell phone shootout. It lands on chicken pot pie. So now you understand what I am like, oh my gosh. Right. Right? Yeah, because it was genuine. Right. Right. I wasn't acting. It was like this. You were, it was true excitement. And I, and I could have that excitement. I wasn't watching myself. I wasn't trying to bottle it. I wasn't right. trying to, you know, tamper it down because I looked stupid or silly. It was true excitement. And you felt it when you were yes. there. But you also just broke down in that description what makes a great chef. You wanted to cook food that you wanted to eat that night. Yes. And like, I actually was getting goosebumps when you told me that because I just figured that out. Just to be clear, that's something you figured out eight years ago, obviously, 10 years ago. I figured that out like six months ago when I was like, no, just you should cook the food that you want to eat. If, yeah. At least if you start there, yeah. you're, on the, you're going down a good road. Right. And like certainly when I was competing, and probably, probably 90% of the people that are competing on Top Chef, they're not cooking food that they just want to eat that night. They're trying to impress. Right. They're trying to showcase a technique. They're trying to win a challenge, whatever it is. And like that's where, you, I mean, that's where a lot of your authentic, authenticity comes from. Yeah, but I remember, I don't know if you remember this. I remember you saying to me, hey, what? What are you doing? I mean, how is it that you're winning? <laughs> did I? You did. I'm a, Richard. Everybody, I was, Richard yeah. said that. You I'm an like, asshole. Everyone. You were like, how? I mean, do you have this background that we don't know about? I mean, how is it you keep winning these challenges? Right. You were running the table. I mean, for the longest time. I was making food that I wanted to eat. We had a cookie challenge, right? And I, I remember making like this shortbread, but also remember making this choc- these chocolate chip cookies because that's what I wanted to have. Right. I the judges. I'm like in my head. I'm inviting the judges to my table. You were just. You were just. Your school is in session. <laughs> Class is in session right now. Right. You were yes. You were dropping knowledge right here. I remember because now I'm, I haven't thought about like that season like competing, but it makes sense that I would say that to you because I was dumbfounded for like most of the run because I feel like it was a different season. I feel like it was the first season of Top Chef, and I could be wrong, but like where people were getting a lot more credit for their, again, for their sort of, uh, like, cooking the food that meant something to them. There was a, yeah. there was more of a soul to that season. Yes. And it wasn't just you, like, Mike Isabella, who was mm-hmm. cooking, like, this, you know, New Jersey, Long Island Italian right. food. And I remember, like, we, we, when I came in before the mic was on, we were talking about the Ellis Island thing. Yes. Like, I don't, I don't have any of that. Like, I didn't, yeah. I, and I, that really bothered me. Like, I, I was did. like, I have science, which is not warm and comfy and cozy. Right. And like now I'm competing against you. You're making a pot pie and you're using a family recipe. And, you know, Mike Isabella is cooking something that his grandma made or his, his no-no, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And like I didn't have that. And I remember you being very shaken by that. So, totally. Like yeah. I needed to find it. I mean, yeah. and like it, it, it took like honestly like that Ellis Island challenge and be like, okay, well, I'm British and Scandinavian and I should try and figure something out. Like just in my life, to be quite honest, we were right. talking about the DNA tests yes. and all of that. Yes, yes. How? Which, oh. 
Let's let uh, real. I mean, break it down. We've done the DNA test, right? We've done the DNA. Has test. it changed your life at all? Has, it have, has. Did you learn I any? did. I've done several. I did African ancestry, and they have the largest um, database of West African DNA. So when I go to them as a, as an African American, they're telling me, okay, you're not just from Nigeria. Your people aren't just from Nigeria. You're from the Yoruba people from Nigeria, and your father's family. You're from the Bioko, the Bubi people from Bioko Island. That is the next. And level. and then you have, of course you know, uh, European, so Spanish and Portuguese. But to find out the tribe that I'm from, I cried. Oh I, I didn't realize how emotional it was. And it's, um, it was, it was pretty, it was pretty incredible because when I look at people here who have generations and generations of photographs and they know exactly where they come from and you, well, even though you, okay, you're adopted, right. but in that moment I felt adopted. Right. Because I only know but so many generations back. Absolutely. Yeah. Right? Right. And so to find out where you come from is very emotional. Absolutely. You want to do one of, I mean, I forget the name of the television show that's pretty hot right now that does that. Where they yeah, bring, Finding Your Roots. Or finding Your Roots. With Henry Louis Gates Jr. And there's not a person that comes on that show that doesn't cry. Right. Now, I also did 23 and Me. You did right. 23 I did 23 and me. me and another yeah. like DNA sort of fit thing because, again, adopted from one side of my family. So I don't know a lot about that one side. Mm-hmm. It, you know, I found out you know, mine wasn't really incredibly inspiring. I was trying to find out if I was Norwegian or Swedish. Right. But it just comes back and says Scandinavian. <laughs> so I still have to do a deeper dive. Mm-hmm. Uh, I found out that I'm a little bit Jewish. So mm-hmm. that's okay. I'm wearing this hat. Oh, is that? Like, <laughs> there's a furry I'm hat. Embracing on his head. my Ashkenazi, uh, uh, a Jewish uh, background. Yeah. Uh, and but Jasmine, who is so sad that she's not here, because we love you and Matthew. I, I and know. We got to do another episode where it's just like <gasps> maybe family dinner or something Seriously? like that. Seriously? Really? Yeah, absolutely. We totally yeah. have to do that. We'll bring the kids and we can play <gasps> the uh, classical music game where the kids have to. <laughs> we're, we're in. I would love. Also, that. by the way, I'm probably just going to um, tell my kids. That you're just part of the Lion King ensemble. Like, we'll okay, just throw everything fine. out. We don't need to even talk about the Jew. Okay. That- oh, what a great chef you are. It's like, no, she's just Lion King. Well, can I tell you, I've always done, I, I have also done a voiceover for the Lion's Guard. Unbelievable. I did my first cartoon voiceover recently as well. Isn't it the do you, best? Do you do a lot of it? I, I want to do more. I've done three. I was in Bojack Horseman. I did um, Butter and Bean. And I did... I did um, Butter and Bean. Butter and okay, Bean. Okay. So I just yeah. did a, a character... Uh, I was Carlo on Butter and Bean. It oh. has not aired yet, so I don't think that people will know that character just yet. But I liked Vegetables. Who did you play? What was your character on? Uh, Butter and Bean, by the way, is it Nickelodeon? It's Nickelodeon. Okay, it's, it's Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon show. I can't remember the character, but it was it was just so... I love doing voiceovers, and I love... Um, I was this um, big Macau, a big bird, and it's just... And I got all into There's it. There's a theme like, here with birds. There's a theme here with birds. I know. Oh, my God. Yes, right. I was a bird lady. Yes. And, um, the Lion King. Yes. No, so um, was it harder for me, the, the, the few, like, for, again, and that type of, you know, ADR voiceover session, whatever it is, mm-hmm. it's a little harder. I had all the other characters already done. Yeah. So, like, I could hear them. But you're in a room by yourself. Yeah. So, like, there's no one you're communicating with. So, like, to match someone's energy just off of hearing their voice, one of those things that, again, that's, like, harder than it seems. I, let me tell you, I was the weird kid. I... People can't believe they're like you were so fun to watch. I am in that booth, like moving my arms, and if I if I'm diving, I remember doing this one thing. You're standing up there at this um, 
at this microphone. And it was like, I'm dying. <laughs> nice. She's, uh, she's standing and diving. That's everyone who's <laughs> not in the room right now. But you have to do that. Right. Because you have to make your voice sound like it's coming down. And then you're like, ah, oh, it's up. And where are you? Exactly. You're crushing it. Like, that's what you had to do. Yeah. And like, you ha- if, if, you're, if you're just sitting there reading it. No, no you, have to, you have to sort of become that character. Yes. So, oh, and now you're, are you going to tell me now that you're, you're still not an actor? Oh. <laughs> I want to be an actor. In my right. heart of hearts, I really want to be an actor. Well, I, I, so what? You've done some scripted stuff. I've done some scripted stuff. Okay. I did this, this um, summer. I did Girls Trip. So I had okay. a cameo thing there. Amazing. Um, but I want to do more of it. I want, I want to do. I, ultimately, as much as we do this food, I want to be in a sitcom. Yeah. So, I'm just saying. so by the way, so do I. I had a, a small role in a movie last year. That's as well. right. Oh my god, and, it was so good. Um, you were in um, Why Him with Yes. Uh, why, that Brian, movie yes. is so funny. It's a little raunchy and fun. But let me tell but you, yeah. you should not see it on an airplane because you laughing out loud. And also, I'll tell you why you shouldn't see it on airline. They don't play the f bombs. So it, like my whole like the whole thing gets thrown out because you know, <laughs> and the whole movie is basically f bombs. Mm-hmm. Just to be clear. Mm-hmm. Um. So Girls Trip. Yeah. So how was that experience then? Because I I got like. What I love about you is we're similar in that way. It's like I would never have thought in my life that I would be on a with an A-list actor on a movie set. Right. And I was at one I was frightened. Of naturally. course, of course, because you care. But also like, how can I not do this? How right. can I not give this James my best? James Franco shot? is gonna be right there. I'm like, what? Yeah, right. Well, uh my favorite so I have an embarrassing story. So like I'm I'm not an actor, I'm on set and like um, you know, the actors would come you know, come by and like, Hey, do you have your sides? And like I didn't know what sides right, were. You're like dishes. And I'm like, like right. I was like some broccoli rob with some chili flake and lemon. Like <laughs> I know, right? Uh, some mashed potatoes. Yes, like yes. I have plenty of sides. Yes. And then when I realized it's you know the script that you carry, yeah. little, and then I was like, oh man, that just totally embarrassed me. No, myself. me too. I mean, yeah. so how what so what was your experience like? Um, it was it was like that, but I I learned what sides were because I didn't know what they were either. Okay. And, and um, but it, so did you just like mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. No, I was like, what are the what okay? Yes, yeah, so like, well, see, that's but you're you're a better person than me. I would not, I have to play cool, like I know what's going on. Even no, though I I'm like, what are those? Right. <laughs> I'm like, what are sides? I'm right. right now. I'm thinking collard greens and some and some black eyed peas. Yes, yes, exactly. You know? Your sides are tastier than mine. <laughs> naturally. What? So what was? Uh, how many days did you shoot? Uh, it was just one day. Okay. Um, but I was in the comeback as well. Oh my gosh. Okay. So so, um, so the, the IMDb page is deep. Well, not that it's not that deep, but it it was amazing. So. For Girls Trip, Tiffany Haddish, which you know is, is hilarious. Incredibly hot right now as well. Incredibly like hot. Fire. But yeah. I knew it. When I saw her and I was like, oh my God. I had, When I did the filming and she was so funny, I'm like, oh my God, who is this girl? So I, then I started like looking at every single thing she had done. You're obsessed. Um, and the whole cast, they were just super, super nice. And... And I felt comfortable enough. Like they gave me lines, but I felt comfortable enough to just get into the role and just start ad libbing. Now, is that what you? Um, I'm I'm curious about that too, because like uh, I, same with me. It's like yeah. Once you can sort of you had mentioned like self producing earlier earlier. Yeah. Once you can start self producing your yes. own content, yes, that's when it gets real. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But and, and how often like on on the chew you're doing that as well, right? You're so yeah. you're self self producing. So, I mean, you did first your scripted lines and then you did a couple right. takes of right. like improv. Well, it's, it's amazing how many takes it, it takes because they are moving the cameras around and you have to do it over so many times. I was blown away. I was too. With how, and like, again, with, with these professional actors. Yeah. I was, I walked away f- from that saying that, wow, 
Acting? Yeah. You just think it's uh, it's selfies it's and award shows? No, it's not. It's hard work. Hard work. It is really hard work. Um, dozens of takes because dozens, like you said, the camera. If you're lucky. Dozens. Right. It's, ex- ex- exactly. Exactly. It was it was amazing. So once we did, we did the lines, like for instance, there was there was in one line, one time um, thing when, um, oh my God, I forget her name. She is like hacking up this meat and and I'm like, oh, put your back into it, girl. Yes, get it. Put your, put your back into it. That nice. was that was all me, right? Because I'm I'm like I can't just stand here. I can't, you know. I've got to be in it. Exactly. You just took over it. You and you, and that and that's the scene that they ended up using. Yeah. And that's same similar thing happened to me. Yeah. It's like the stuff that ended up getting used was just stuff that on the fly right. we just did because you know yourself better than the writer right. and they want. They want something that's alive and something that that feels real. And who knows you better than yourself? Yeah, that was one. I I was blessed enough to have the opportunity to kind of write like the menu for like the scene that we created. Yes, and I think that helps because like you're writing stuff that you would actually do. So listen, acting, uh, hosting, um, you know, chefing, all these things you're doing, uh, philanthropy. I mean, you're just mm-hmm. amazing with with charity work. So what are some of the like things now that are hanging out there for you that you want to go grab? Right. So you said you want to act more. I want to act more too. Yeah. It feels weird saying that, but it also like, I feel like if you say something and project it, it will happen. Absolutely. So what are some it's of those things? Do you have any political aspirations, Carla Hall? Uh, I do not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to leave you that should, to you, the people yeah. who don't yeah, know maybe politics. Maybe you should. So. Um, no, um, but in, interestingly enough, I mean, I think food activism. Right. Um, very much so. I mean, I think we are, we are poised to do it. Right. Again, it's like, it should be our voices that talk about the food and where the food comes from and, and the, and better food and where it's grown and yada, yada, yada. Um, I, I try to do a lot of work, um, like philanthropy work. Yes. But choosing organizations that mean something to me and they have to tick so many boxes. So, I mean, the pajama program I work with the Helen Keller international, I'm going to go to Vietnam with them in March And, um, you know, the USO, I just had a wonderful trip with the USO. Have you done anything with the USO? I haven't, you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, honestly with a different administration, I think we both did some state department stuff and that no longer exists. Um, but I wish I, I, I need to get more involved, especially in like the international sort of side of things. Well, I think that going with the USO and they, where'd you go where this was, we went to, um, we were in Italy. We went to a couple of bases in, um, like, um, North of Venice. And then I went down to, um, um, Spain. Right. Um, and it was just wonderful and they don't do plus ones. Okay. But Matthew was able to come with me as a photographer. And so he took he, some First of all, amazing- by the way, Matthew's an amazing photographer. Outside of just being an amazing human being, right? I mean, he's awesome. He is. I like I love him. He's one of my favorite people. What is his Instagram handle so people can see some of his uh He he's off social media. Whoa. This is this is a He did new- he left without any announcement. What first of all, I, I I commend him. I know. He he doesn't do social media. Okay. He sends letters and <laughs> He's a renaissance man. He's a renaissance man, but he used to have... Does he really send um, letters? Yeah, he does. That's amazing. He does. He he had a blog called My Name Is Not Matt, because it's Matthew, and he hates when people call him Matt. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, I have a similar thing with Rich and Richard. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, we, we really are kindred spirits. Yeah, if you introduce yourself as something, the person should really follow that. All right, so he'll, you'll have to send me a photo from Matthew so I can put it up. I will, I will. But, and, you know, he's doing yoga. He teaches yoga oh, now. You know who's a yoga instructor, Jasmine. Really? Oh, yeah. my God, we got, we're gonna have it. We have to do this. Stop this is, it. There's way too many connections. No. Are you kidding? So I'm he's not kidding. doing this whole yoga thing. I'm trying to get him to teach full-time and... And everything. The one thing that I have to say, he's instructing yoga. He's instructing. Wow. Yoga. Do you know what what um, what type? Um, he what does media, yin. Okay. He does yin, and it's like restorative, slow, and he also does a. Um, I'm jealous. Yeah. He. It's it, it's a really great class. The, the one thing that Matthew has done for me. I mean, it was we were struggling. I mean, when I say struggling, paycheck to paycheck, he basically said it's okay go to new york do the chew i'll hold everything down and and it was really tough and so and it's taken like years right years to get to this place and now i'm like you know go find your love I right mean, go do what makes you happy find your five percent right that's my hashtag find your five percent is that a new is that actually no, like i your, just made it up right you, now well we're gonna launch it right now yeah find, find your five percent yeah right i like how like google uses the sort of 20 percent time like the 20 percent is the time of your work day that like is for you yeah so you've narrowed it down to an intense five percent yeah yeah that, that's amazing i heard a quote um a couple of days ago it's mark twain it says there there are two dates that are very important the date that you were born and the the two day there are two days that are very important. The day that you were born and the day that you find out why. Oh. Yes. And that's all about that five percent. It's all about just finding out why you're here. And it is not to have a job just to go there every single day. Yes, you need to do that, but you need to like what gets you up in the morning? What makes you smile? What makes you not frown? I mean, right. focus on like the happy stuff. And even if you can you can't maybe make a living doing it, but if you can sort of spend your time instead of watching television doing that thing that makes you happy. Right. It'll make everything that much brighter. Man, I need to, I need more sessions with you. Like just for my own brain, because I'm not, I'm I need to be happier. I need to find those. Things. I need to find my five percent. It's about the balance too. Yeah, I mean tough. balance. I mean this would mean nothing to me if I couldn't um, have Matthew. So I would give I would give this up in a heartbeat if if my if my family life was in jeopardy. Right. But it's yeah. not because we're very secure. And the other thing that I want to just say, what has also help, helped, I mean, I'm in New York and people are wondering, well, how does, how does your marriage work? But because I'm not in D.C., instead of focusing on each other and saying, oh, and, and you know, and say, okay, you do what you want to do. No, I, I, I want to do what you want to do. Matthew found what he loved. He would have never found yoga, I don't think, if I was there. Because we would have been too busy being codependent and intertwined. Right. So he found the thing that he loved. And I'm doing the thing that I love, and so we make it work. And so we have actually grown closer since I've been here in New York, and he's in D.C. And so now, I mean, I, I run home, you know, on Thursday nights after the chew. And There's, you know, the absence makes the heart grow fonder yeah. sort of thing, and it seems like it's true. Well, we're going to do another episode Yes. with Matthew. Um, Carla Hall, you're amazing. Uh, you, I've spent almost an hour with you. Um, I hope that's okay. Yeah, that that's we're not, okay. I'm not running out of time. Edit down. Um, listen, real quick, we play a couple games at the end of the podcast. Okay. So are you are you okay yeah. for for a few games? Yeah. Um, all right. So you mentioned you live in D.C. You're from Nashville. You live in D.C. Uh, and you work in New York. Correct. Um, so this is a question really about D.C. and New York. Okay. We're gonna have fun. I'm gonna ask you a series of things. Uh, what's better, you know, New York or, or D.C. in a couple of areas? You game? Okay. Yeah, I'm game. Okay, so. Don't be offended, any of you guys. No, uh, yes, D.C. is she loves both places, obviously. Um, which 
city has the better uh, metro system? <laughs> DC. Well, DC. Down. First of all, you didn't even let me finish the question. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. What? <laughs> all right. So. <laughs> The public transportation is better in D.C. That's kind of a surprising answer. It is more expensive, but it is cleaner. I mean, I spend a lot of time even on Amtrak. We have gates. We're not like queued up in a big ass room. And then all of a sudden it goes up on the board and you run to your gate. We know that they're like gates like at an airport. Right. But our subway system is very easy to maneuver. It is clean it it's just it looks futuristic. Okay, so I'm now, I now I, I want to go to DC and just jump on a train, yeah, uh, jump on absolutely. a bus somewhere. But it's expensive though. Okay, uh, so metro system is going to go to DC. Mm-hmm. Airports. Um, Both airports. cities have two airports. Oh my god! Insert <laughs> eye roll. Oh my god! And I spend you spend way too much time as I do at airports. I spend way too much time. I actually like um, Reagan National. Um, right now, there's a lot at LaGuardia. There's a lot of um, construction. I wish I could get to LaGuardia. I mean, I'm on the JFK because I'm flying from California most of the time. JFK. Oh, my God. Oh my God. I can deal with the airport. I can't deal with the hour and a half drive sometimes from JFK yes, to that, Well, see, that's the thing. Right. And that's why a lot of, I love taking the train. If I could like just not do the, the airport. But I, I tend to go to Newark because of that. Because I'm mm. on the west side and I go straight sure, down sure. the west side highway. So are we saying D.C. or New York with a uh, better airport? Um, I'm, you know what? I'm going to say, oh my gosh, you can take the very easily. It's a toss up. It's a toss up. It's close. Ah, oh, but Reagan <laughs> national, you can take the subway, the nice subway right, right to right there, right to the train. Yes. I mean, to the, to the plane. I think you're leaning DC. Oh, I gotta say DC. Oh, so it's two zero DC. Okay. Sorry. This one I think is going to be an easy one. Pizza. Oh dude. New York. Okay. Not I mean, not, I can't even think about I it. I think we threw that one in there just in want- case it was two zero <laughs> to DC that New York could get on the board. Museums. Um, this, this could be. Oh, this could be really tough. I mean, there tough. are a lot of wonderful, I mean, amazing museums in New York. I think that's almost a draw because you have the Smithsonian Museums, but you have the National Museum of African American History and Culture in D.C. That is true. And you still, it's hard to get in, and it is beautiful. I have not been, but Jasmine's been. It is fantastic. It is, but there's so many amazing. I mean, I think it's a draw. But what I will say to that, I think wherever you are in whatever city, take advantage of the museums as if you have to leave your city. Like you're never going to go back. Right. Act as if you're never going to go back. I think that's a great tip. Yeah. Um, so we said we didn't. We said Thai, even though that's not an answer. I mean, no worries. New York. Oh. Uh, comfort food. Which city's got better comfort food? Uh, you know what? Oh. Shoot, I said, oh my gosh, it's hard. You know, I in my head, my first thought was New York because there's so many different cultures right, here yes. and so many different melting neighbors. Melting pot of the world. Melting pot of the world. Right. You can, you feel like you're Although in that. Although D.C. would, I would say that D.C. That would be has something, it too. D.C. Right? has it in all the embassies and you have um, a lot of Thai, a lot of El Salvadorian people. But I feel like in terms of neighborhoods, in terms of the, the different kinds of people where you can actually go and experience their food like the dish from people who actually made right. it and grew up having it it's going to be new york yes that, i mean that's a tough i mean really with any food question it's tough to compete yeah. with new york all right what about street food i guess street food uh jasmine drew up the uh, question so i guess this could be food trucks by um, the way you got the falafel guys up here in the corner there's like a battle between like the corporate falafel oh. shop and the stand it's a funny little thing that's happening and like the food stand he's like playing his music like real authentic music uh-huh. and like the corporate place right it's like there's just some sort of battle going up there i would say what corner it's on but i don't want like your fans like rushing, uh, rushing. rushing your neighborhood <laughs> but you should look out for it so better street food dc or New oh York. wow 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 um 
You know, I I think I'm sorry. I'm gonna have. To, I may have to give it to New York. You know why? Yeah. Because I have. I feel like New York has more pockets where the the street food is. You know, because there are more tourists. You know what I mean? So right. they're like all of these really interesting pockets. Although DC has the truckaroo, so they have a big they have the big truck. Oh, like a so like Bonnaroo. Yeah, they have okay. truckaroo. They nice. have a lot of a lot of good food. I'm trucks. a fan of puns, so they should they win just for the puns. Right. <laughs> just for all puns. right, that was that was pretty easy game for you, yeah. uh, Carla. At the end of the podcast, we always ask our guests uh, to 86 one thing that they want to get rid of in the world. It could be food. It could be really anything you want, but something that Carla Hall is just over. She's done with it. Uh, it's been everything from Caesar salad to heavier political stuff. But what does Carla Hall want to 86? I'm going to, I really want to 86 the man bun. Oh, I'm glad I didn't wear one today. (laughs) (laughs) My hair is not quite long enough at the moment. Uh, why do you want to 86 the the man bun? The the thing that I was, I I mean, I'm looking in my, uh, I'm looking up, I'm like, what do I want to 86? And I, I literally started like these little tight skinny jeans and I went up to like a scraggly scruffy beard. That's just like, you know, so basically sort of like a picture of Richard Blaze. Cause I, oh, I didn't wear my tight jeans, but I have some tight jeans. Um, I could have had, I could have a man bun under this ridiculous hat. You might. And we'll take a picture. So of we're that. getting rid of the man bun because again, gonna, because I mean, you started, you're just like, you're done with it. I, I am. I mean, I think some I people feel like, pull it off. Some people pull it off. I feel like it is supposed to be cool points, but you know what? Honestly, I don't want to 86 something for somebody else that they can't, that they can have that I can't. So, okay. Let me 86, um, truffle oil. Oh, you're not the first person 86. It's a, it's a, it's a hot topic among chefs Yeah, I because just, it's not off because it's not real because it's, it's an extract, it's but a, do you like some extracts? Cause here's the thing. I'd be honest with you. I like truffle oil. I don't use it a lot, but I don't mind it. Do you like almond extract, banana extract? Um, it's hard to find a banana extract. That's good. Okay. I went through many because they, many. because they seem so synthetic. It's synthetic. I it's like just, that. You do. It's weird, but oh I like God. that synthetic oh, banana oh, or synthetic oh, lemon. Yeah. No. It is definitely polarizing. So it's the synthetic nature yes, of the truffle I, oil. I can't take it. I, I, I mean, which is why I can't take a lot of um, sweeteners because they taste synthetic to me. I can't. I, I can't. All right. So the man bun is a half 86 and we're going to go yeah. full. If you're, if you're someone out there with a man bun using truffle oil, don't show up at Carla's house. <laughs> It's not going to work. Carla, as always, you're amazing. We're going to do another episode. Yes. Maybe like a family meal dinner or something like that. I would that. love that. Uh, people can find you, of course, every day almost on the chew and traveling the, the world. Uh, yeah. What Any any uh, new projects you want to promote? Um, I'm uh, My new my cookbook will be out at the end of the year, so we'll have to do How many something cookbooks before is this then. Now? This will be number three. And oh. this one is all about... Um, it's about soul food, but making the distinction between everyday soul food and celebration soul food. Okay. So um, which one is it? It's everyday or, or celebration? Well, I do the both oh, so okay. that people can understand that there is a difference. I mean, when they, when you say soul, when you, and I know we're, for the next one, for the right. next thing, we're yeah, going to yeah. talk about this. But when you, say, when you say Southern or soul food, people are like, oh, fried chicken, oh, grains, oh, all this fattening stuff. But there right. is other stuff as well. That I think everyday food. People people didn't eat like this every day. They ate like that when they were sure, celebrating sure. something. So to be continued, we're gonna get we're gonna yeah. break down soul food and southern food. Carly, you're awesome. Thank you so much you're for letting awesome. me into your home. You're now, welcome. My, I mean, barely my own family lets me come into our, our, our home. Well, now that uh, you know I'm here, you come back. I'm just going to knock on the door. Uh, thank you for listening to Starving for Attention. Jasmine Blaze isn't here, unfortunately, but Carla Hall is amazing. Thank you so much. Uh, listen, everyone, do me a favor. Jump on over to Apple Podcasts, find Starving for Attention, and just take two minutes to 
please subscribe to the podcast because it like changes the algorithm and it drives ratings and then people want to sponsor us. And then, um, you know, everyone who produces the podcast gets a little bit of money to take home, right? So do it for us if you can. Uh, I'm Richard Blaze. Jasmine wasn't here. Carla Hall was amazing. Uh, And until next week, stay hungry. Thanks for listening to Starving for Attention with Richard Blaze. Download new episodes every Tuesday on the Podcast One app, Apple Podcasts, or PodcastOne.com. Podcast One has new shows on our new app. Check out all the cool features to help you explore our exciting new programming, like America's Lakers podcast with Jay Moore, So Random with Corinne Olympios, Attack Each Day, the Harbaugh's podcast, Not Just Sports with Susie Schuster and Rich Eisen, and Sessions with Randy Jackson, as well as your old favorites like The Lady Gang, Steve Austin, Shaquille O'Neal, and Adam Carolla. Get the new Podcast One app in the App Store, Google Play, or PodcastOne.com. At American University, we don't just hope for change. We create it. We don't just dream of a better world. We make it a reality. With a graduate degree from AU, you'll access expert faculty and connections throughout D.C. to develop skills and experience to turn your passion into purpose. And that purpose can make all the difference in your career. Discover the difference a degree makes at American.edu slash gradschool.